Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the My Beautiful Brown Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Davis. The My Beautiful Brown Life Podcast is all about finding the courage to face the game and address the false stereotypes towards people of color in order to create solutions. So with that being said, in regards to breaking down these false stereotypes and overcoming the pain that comes from them, this brings me to our episode and our topic of the day. And today's discussion is all about how to overcome racism and stereotypical comments. And the reason why I decided to talk about this is because on this podcast, I'm a strong believer in sharing experiences that happened in your life, as well as how solutions was able to be created in order to create resolve and healing so that you can be able to move on with your life and be at peace with yourself for you and not for anyone else's views or anyone else's opinions or gratification. So how to overcome racism and stereotypical comments? One might say hmm, that's something that is easier said than done. And I can agree with you that it is easier said than done. However, that's why having a, a holy and a beautiful connection with the Lord and having a relationship with Jesus Christ, I honestly think that that's another additive to help keep you strong, to help give you hope, and to give you comfort in the moments when you feel as though you are constantly being tried and tested. Someone is always saying something to you deliberately just to see you react or to get you riled up. And I honestly know how it feels when hear certain comments and then you bite your tongue for the sake of peace and for the sake of not losing your cool because you know in reality you are an African-American person or a person of color and or you're someone of a cultural background that if you only lose your cool you're going to be looked at as in the wrong instead of the other party who may be of another um, culture who clearly gets most of the, you know, passes, but whereas you're getting more of the repercussions versus them. So I honestly, I understand that position that many of us are placed in, and I understand that rationale. But at the end of the day, once you get over the stigma and get over the behavior of constantly biting your tongue and constantly feeling as though you have to be silent, do we then address the pain and address the, the resentment? If you look at it this way, it's almost as if you're trying to keep air in a balloon for two months. That's not going to happen because eventually, within a week, or within the same week of you blowing up the balloon, some of them will start to deflate and the helium will start to, float, will start to seep out of it. It's just like us as people. The more we bottle up inside, we will start to digress a little bit here and there. Either we'll outburst or get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then eventually we'll just pop. And that's the last thing that you want to do or even go to when you just pop and you lose control. Because then you're also losing your will and your, 
you're depleting your spiritual growth from even taking place and before you even know who you are. I honestly think that it's important to go on your own personal journey and get to know the Lord for yourself. You know, there's so much narratives, there's so much situations, and I was even watching a show where there was a Christian family and a family who did not worship the Lord. And the husband in the family who didn't worship the Lord, he said something so poignant. He mentioned that it's one thing to try to get me to read the Bible, but it's another thing to try to get me to worship a God that I do not know. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I love the Lord, I love this. But if you do not believe that within your heart, then you're lying. And I wholeheartedly get that. Because growing up, my mom, you know, she's a beautiful brown woman. She's multicultural. She has a lot in her DNA. And it's just beautiful. And I have a lot in my DNA too, as well as my siblings. And honestly, she's always taught me and my siblings to respect ourselves and to know and love who we are. And she always taught us the importance of having a relationship with the Lord. But what I appreciate the most is that she did not impose, you know, the Bible and God's word onto us. You know, she allowed us to go on our own personal journey. And then along the way, we practically use the tools that were that were taught to us as far as how to handle certain situations, but most importantly, how to pray, how to, you know, communicate with God as far as, because God, he's, he's our friend. He, you can tell him anything, and he knows already what's happening in your life, but it's beautiful when you can freely talk to him. He's always there. And by having that exposure to that narrative that the Lord is always there no matter what, that helped me in moments when I felt as though I was alone. And knowing that I wasn't alone helped me to pick myself up, helped me to put away those stereotypical comments that I would hear. And sometimes the stereotypical comments would be, oh, are you from Nigeria? Like, where are you from? But honestly, those comments, some comments, don't get me wrong here, some comments are deliberate and some comments are innocent. Some people do not mean to be offensive and some do. So that's why I would say as far as how to overcome racism and stereotypical comments is also having the spiritual and emotional intelligence to discern whether or not what someone is telling you is to deliberately offend you. Case by case basis, most of the time, it is a guess that they're making. However, in our climate and the way the world is going, I pray and hope that people of different backgrounds, especially people of the European descent, because that's where I heard most of my comments from, and other nationalities, I pray that, you know, the way the world is going, I pray that definitely that fact is driven home, that when it comes to communicating with other people of another race, use tactile in what you say, use purpose with what you say, and have the same courtesy that you would someone else of your same nationality towards someone else of a different nationality. At the end of the day, guys, it all goes back to the golden rule, do unto others if you would have done to yourself. Because I'm sure that in biblical days, Jesus spoke with <clears throat> different people of different nationalities. And we wouldn't know because we weren't there. And there's always a saying of, as to what Jesus looked like, but we won't know because we weren't there until we see him again on that beautiful day when we'll see everyone that has passed and those who truly belong to him 
we don't know what he looks like. That's what really, so that's what I've always heard about is what God looks like. Is he white? Is he black? Is he copper skin? No one knows. No one knows. So that's why as people, we need to stop focusing on the skin color of another person simply to tell our own selves or glorify our own selves. So at the end of the day, if you're dying or if you are in need of, a, of an organ, you don't know where the organ is coming from. You don't know the nationality of that person unless your doctors or your surgeons tell you. Because uh, how, how much you want to bet 50% of the time, most organs that are donated are from different nationalities. You could be a European descent person who may need a kidney. That kidney can very well come from a black person, but you would know that. So that's why the fact that there's so much prejudice and stereotypical comments in our world, clouding the judgment of our young people, discouraging them from feeling as though they belong in this world. All of these things can impact someone's life and their mind. And I'm so grateful that my mom constantly instilled in us to love ourselves and disregard what anyone says regarding the way we look or the way we um, our hair is, the, the curls or the, the kinks or whatever it may be, because I have dreadlocks. They're growing and my mom does too. My sister has curly hair and my brothers have natural, beautiful curly hair too. So the fact that she has always allowed us to go on our own personal journeys and appreciate the beauty that lies within us, that helped me to have the confidence to say or just address if a comment was offensive and be calm about the situation. Because there are certain situations that you can, okay, I know I can discern that this person doesn't know that they offended me, but I'll let them, you know, I'll explain to them exactly where I'm from in a calm way. I won't look ticked off. But there are some situations where you do need to correct people in love, and I have done that before. Because in life, without correction and without discipline, the world would be, you know, go havoc. So honestly, even... You know, as an upbringing perspective, it's important to raise your children to know that there are other people living in the world other than them and the nationality that they see on a daily basis. So as a conclusion to this topic, I would say that how to overcome racism and stereotypical comments is, I would say, it's based off a of learned behavior. Because no child is born a racist. No child is born to hate people to think people are ugly, to think people are monkeys, to think people are, you know, Quakers or people who um, are dressed up in white sheets. No child is raised or born to think that way unless their parents themselves or influencers around them drives that home to them or instills that within their memory box, their brain, that that's what people are. No child is born that way. So if you're a parent of a child who's African-American, Chinese, Indian, Spanish, or if you're a parent of a child that is European or Scandinavian descent, it's definitely important to expose them to different narratives from your mouth about another culture and also introduce them to other cultures as far as either if it's in books, either if it's in movies, either if it's through clothes, either if it's through traveling. It's important to incorporate that in their lives so that they know that other than me 
beneath your mother or your father, there's other people living in this world, and everyone comes from different cultures and it's beautiful. So that's another way as to how you can overcome these, these type of behavioral and human behavioral traits is by breaking them at the root and having conversations. Because racism does not start just by, I hate the way that person looks, I hate the way the person is. It's also by what a child hears, what they see, what they interpret, and also what you um, train them to think about as they grow and develop. And that's ultimately how you overcome this racism stigma, as well as these stereotypical comments. Because children learn what they live. If they hear certain things, or if a young person or young girl like me hears that she's ugly and her curly hair is ugly, they're, I'm going to want to put in weave, I'm going to want to put on bleaching soap. That's the harsh reality of what comments can do. But I'm proud of my beautiful brown melanin skin, I'm proud of my natural locks, I'm proud of being my mother, my mother's daughter. She's a beautiful brown caramel woman, and I'm so proud to be her daughter. And I want you guys to know that how you can break this stigma and how you can overcome racism and stereotypical comments is by first acknowledging with yourself that there is nothing wrong with you and that you, there is no mistake why you are alive. You just make an impact with the life that you have and also have an understanding and that everyone have the opportunity to grow up with understanding like you. So once you know that, you can be able to overcome certain comments certain looks that you may get just because of the fact of your color or your hair or who you are. So now it's time to open up the floodgates and don't forget to share, comment, and send me your questions so I can address them right here on the show and you can do so by leaving me a voice message about your questions or if you have a comment or if you have any stories that you like to share regarding your experience with racism or stereotypical comments that people told you or you were told yourself. So don't forget to do that. And you can also visit my website to learn more about me as well as you can also visit my YouTube channel to see my personal Beautiful Brown Life. And you can also become a proud supporter of the Beautiful Brown Life movement by donating monthly to our podcast. So we can keep up with these discussions and so we can also keep them flowing so that we can create change, guys, because that's what it's about. But thank you for joining us today on the My Beautiful Family Podcast, where we tear down stereotypes to create solutions so we can all heal and enjoy life. (laughs) Yes, and on the next episode, we will be discussing the false perception of a black girl or woman in America. Because there's always a stigma that black women are loud or that perception. But how would you know if you never knew a, a black woman's struggle or a black woman's life or what she had to endure and that's what made her that way? Everything's all about understanding. So as I said, we're here to tear down stereotypes and create solutions. So thank you guys so much. And don't forget to join that episode that's going to be coming to you soon. And I'm your host, Dana Davis, and peace.